What's up, loved ones? Welcome back to Happily Ever Muhammad. I'm Mustafa, the dope dad, the husband, the reform angry black man. Uh, okay. I'm Ashley, the mom, the wife, and the hopeless romantic. My wife and I started this podcast a year ago to give y'all insight to what we go through as a young black couple. But the honeymoon is over. Welcome to Chapter 2. Hey guys, we're back. Chapter 2, Episode 2. We're here and very excited to be so. Okay. What's up? How are you doing, babe? Uh, you want me to be honest or am I doing like the live podcast? What? No, you just tell how you're doing. What's up? Um, I'm not doing that well. Okay. Me and you have not been in a good space, in my opinion, this week. Oh. But um, let you tell it. It's fine. So... Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. So how are we going to work on that? How are we going to make that better? Um, by you telling me to work harder. So that's what I have to do. I have to work harder for us to be better. Okay, what's the step one? What's step one to that? Um, not yell when we argue. Okay, so step one would be to... Not uh, yell when we argue. Admit that there's a problem. Oh, yeah, no? Okay, okay. Yeah. that's fine. And then after that? And then not yell when we argue. No, that's the last part. Oh, what what what's next? So after you admit that there's a problem, then you have to figure out ways to make it better. Come okay. up with uh, solutions, and then after that, you have to try to figure out which one works best for you. Uh-huh. Which one is more you know convenient <laughs> for you or, or easiest for you to follow, and then after that, um, try it out, see if it works, and if it doesn't work. Then go back to your your uh, list of solutions that you had. Try out the second one, the second easiest one. See if that one works. If that wasn't work, rinse and repeat until you get to the final goal, which is to stop yelling when we argue. Yeah, very good. And then your other issue is that I cut you off when we argue. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So I guess you would feel feel like it will be the same. But the, my issue that I have with that is that we shouldn't be on corny terms all throughout every day if you only have an issue with something in an argument because I feel like an argument is an isolated situation you feel like you're going to change your complete behavior because you don't like the way I behave in an argument not the way I behave on a normal day-to-day basis I, I have a problem with that or that's really my issue well I'm going through the same I'm going through the same steps as you so I'm on the step of trying to love you through it. That obviously didn't work. That's so. so I have to go to whatever the next thing is to figure out to get a different result. I can't keep on being happy and like, oh, okay, well, she's not arguing. We're fine. But I know when we argue, <laughs> she's going to do the same thing again. Well, maybe if you don't like how I'm, if you don't like what's going on now, that'll give you a better incentive to change what happens when we argue. I have to see. Maybe it won't. I have to, and then if it doesn't, I have to go back to my list of options, and I have to go to the next thing until we get the final result. I, I mean, I guess I, I don't have to agree, but that's just. And what other, what other, what other things would you have? What, just, what's your, what's, what's some of your solutions that you think I should do? I think you should just keep in my, you know, keep in my, uh, my best interest in mind. I think you should just keep. Excuse me. Keep 
the situation isolated. I don't think that our everyday uh, dealings with each other should be uh, should be hurt or should be should be like uh, penalized from us being our regular normal happy selves because you don't like the way I behave when me and you are in an argument because I think an argument is isolated. I don't think that that mm-hmm. needs to be. I don't think that the argument needs to now be our normal way of treating each other just because you don't like the way I behave in an argument. Your your points are valid and you don't like when I get loud and you don't like when I've cut you off. But it's not like you don't know that these things are just human mistakes. Not to say that they're not wrong and not to say that I shouldn't work on fixing them because you also have gotten loud with me and you argue. You've also cut me off with me and you argue. And so I I just don't think that you should take and and also when you're in the middle of an argument it's not you're obviously not putting your best self forward because you're in not in the space to put your best self forward. So I don't I, I again don't think that given my behavior during an argument or because those two things that you don't like that I do during an argument, it should now be a long drawn out thing when it doesn't have to be when the situation is isolated. I think we should leave it isolated and not carry that on now until when we're fine and back and or to my knowledge that issue was over. We're past it and we moved on, but now we're still in an ugly space because you didn't like something that happened in an argument. Well, that's interesting. I, I I hear what you're saying. I feel like it's interesting. However, what I was asking is like, what do you think I should do? I should just be regular. And then when we, cause, because my alternative to that is when we in an argument, we should still treat each other with love and respect and still be um, able to have a conversation. Well, that's so we should be able to do that when we're not arguing and when we are arguing. So if, if you're saying like you shouldn't drag out how we were in an argument versus when we're not in an argument, it shouldn't be too much of a difference. The only thing is we having a difference of opinion and we're expressing it. Well, so, you're right about that. Yeah. You're right about that. So if you can, so if you can look at it from this point of view as, um, okay, when we're in an argument, if I'm doing the right things in an argument, expressing how I'm feeling in the argument, like, oh, well, I disagree with that, and we're moving forward. We're not calling each other names, or we're not over-speaking each other, or, like, being loud to each other, and things of that nature. And then, um, when we're not in an argument, I'm still not over-speaking you. Then it is the same as when we're in an argument. Uh-huh. So, but what, I, what I'm gathering, and you can correct me if I'm wrong from what you're saying, was that... We can, you can get in an argument, we can get in an argument, you can do the things that I dislike in the argument, which are overspeak or get louder than me or overtalk me or cut me off when I'm talking. You can do these things, but then when whatever we're arguing about, because whatever it is that we're arguing about, we'll get past that and then everything, I should just be back regular like you didn't do the things that I didn't like. Is no, that pretty much what you're saying, or what? what, what I mean, did I, I guess, get wrong? I guess yes, that's on the lines, but not go, not act like it didn't happen because you can express you you know you can express you know you're still doing those things in the argument that I don't like, but I just don't think that like you said earlier, you should not be nice to me or not be like playful or our normal selves because of the way that I conducted myself in an argument when we were not in a <laughs> yeah, good I read space. That, sorry, sorry. And not in a good space with each other. So I think that 
um, what you're saying though is correct. Uh-huh. If I conducted myself properly in an argument, then it wouldn't really be a need to have to switch gears to go back to being regular. If we just if it wasn't an argument and it was maybe just more so a disagreement, but like we still handled each other with love and respect and move forward with that, then we could can continue on our date in the same. Uh, how do how can like behaviors or patterns with mm-hmm. each other? I guess so. That part is correct, and that's another way to look at it. I didn't think of it um, that way, so thank you. And I will um, try to keep that that in mind. I just want to say that um, it is very difficult uh, to be in a disagreement with you. I'll say that. Oh, okay. You finish. Go ahead. No, I, I thought you was wrapping up, but I see. I look like he's about to take a breath to say another statement. Uh, yeah, Go only ahead. because, um, you know, like I know that you're not, you know, you're nowhere near like as petty as you were before. But it, it's like difficult to argue with you because you, you kind of have this, this like aura maybe around like the things that you say and the way that you say them that, that you're always right and that you don't think that. And because maybe because I've been more wrong before than you, that what you're saying kind of is the law or is the correct thing. And so sometimes it's difficult to have a disagreement with a person like that because it's like no matter what you say, you're going to come out on the wrong end of the stick anyway, even if you aren't wrong. Would you like me to give an example? No. Okay. Was that it? Yes. Okay. So, um, no, you, I can see why it could be difficult with arguing with me i do have that type of uh aura but i think that some of the some things are just isn't there's really it's it's wiggle room with a lot of things but um talking over somebody or being loud to me i don't feel like there's no wiggle room that might be mm-hmm. where we disagree okay it's like well i could just be scream at you and be loud to you and then it's whatever we're in an argument that's what happens when we're in an argument but there is no that's what happens when we're in an argument it's mm-hmm. whatever you and the other person agree to like we set the standards we set the guidelines on what goes on in an argument so it's not like oh people get loud when they're upset and you just have to deal with it uh no we don't i don't have to deal with anything i don't have to deal with you treating me a way that i don't want to be treated mm-hmm. <laughs> like so no we don't we're not gonna do that um like that's like if somebody say well people curse at each other like no we don't have to curse at each other because we're in an argument we can we can sit down we can discuss you know things could get heated like for instance if like if i cut you off or if i yell in an argument and i correct the behavior before you do it's like i did i still did the wrong thing however i was cognizant of it and i said you know what i just yelled at you i'm sorry for doing that that's my fault right mm-hmm. but if you yelling at me and you're continuing and continuing and then I have to then remind you like look you're yelling at me that's that's the issue that's like gets that's what's upsetting and if you yell and you like you know what I caught my like I'm yelling let me calm myself down which is what you what you have done um sometimes like you know what I'm yelling let me calm myself down or I'm sorry were you about to speak were you about to were you finish or do you have something else to say and then you say yes or I, or I say yes or I say no then that's much better than you cutting me off, getting your points across, getting your points across. And then I just what I was saying is irrelevant. And now I'm just answering with the with the last thing that you just said when you interrupted me. And then after that, I get upset. I'm like, you know, you cut me off. I had something to say. That's what that's the portion of it that that gets upsetting. So what I wanted to do with, with this little bit of time when I ask you how you're doing so you can get this off your chest, because I see that it's affecting you is figure out 
is to let you know it's not really about the argument it's try to figure out what you expect what you really expect me to do if if when we argue i'm calling you all types of bitches and hoes and you discuss me and and all these and you've told me plenty of times like look stop calling me a stop calling me a fucking bitch i'm not a bitch stop calling me a hoe i'm like i don't like the way you talk to me when we in an argument mm-hmm. and i'm like oh okay no problem and then we regular you hugging me kissing me giving me head massages um cooking me all these wonderful meals and then you do something wrong i'm like you stupid fucking bitch that sounds very harsh. <laughs> and then you like, <gasps> I thought you said, oh, you, oh, my bad. But then 10 minutes later, once we're out of whatever the argument is, you back to cooking. You're going to get tired of cooking me those good meals. You're going to get tired of hugging me and giving me head massages. Because in the back of your mind, you know that when we have an argument, I'm going I'm to call you something foul. Mm-hmm. So uh, in my opinion, maybe you have a different opinion. Eventually, you're going to slow up with that positive behavior that you're showing when we're out the when we're out of an argument because like why am i giving why am i giving him all of this if he's not even paying me the simple respect of not calling me a bitch when we're in an argument like that's something easy or to you it might be something easy to me it may be difficult but in your mind you're saying that's something easy he can just simply stop calling me a bitch he can simply stop calling me oh he can simply call, stop calling me out my name and this that and the third and maybe the reason why he's continuing to do it is because every time when we're not in an argument i'm giving him the best me that i can so there, there really isn't any uh consequence for how i act when we're in the uh the argument maybe that's i, I don't know but that's just uh a theory that i might that i have are you finished? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have two things to say in response to that. To me, like the way that I think, and I guess maybe the listeners and Ty can correct me, like if this like train of thought is wrong. But to me, that kind of is what happens when people argue. Like you know how you said, like that's not what people do when they argue. Like it, it can, it's up to the two people. Well, yes, that is very true. When if me and you are arguing, that doesn't have to be the normal. But I can't recall any time in my life when I had an argument with somebody and tones of voices didn't get raised. And not because you're trying to disrespect the other person or because you're trying to overtalk the other person, but because the emotion behind what you're saying probably is heightened. And then that's just kind of what happens. You yell. Is that right? I'm not saying that. But that to me, that's kind of... The normal see of what happens in an argument to me the second thing that I have a response to is me cutting you off if you if I feel like what you're saying is not the truth or me raising my voice to me is much different than you calling me names every time we have an argument but again that's just my opinion because to me one you, I'm sure you look at me raising my voice and me cutting you off as disrespect, right? I don't really look, I don't look at it as me disrespecting you. I just look at it as me needing to learn how to control myself better and conduct myself better when you and I are having a, a disagreement. I, however, look at you calling me names, if that was to be the case, you blatantly disrespecting me, which there's no need for that to me. Like, why would you, what would be the need for you to call me a bitch because I don't agree with what you're saying, that is that's all I'm saying. I can come up with a rationale even though it may be wrong and it's not necessary. If you're saying something to me and I don't feel like what you're saying is the truth 
me saying, let me stop and you right there saying, but that's actually not the truth. As a or as a or that's a lie or whatever it whatever it is that I cut you off and say and also voice getting raised because I'm loud anyway and then add a little bit of emotion behind what I'm saying or me in in a strong disagreement or whatever the case may be and then it just goes a couple of octaves higher but it's never meant to disrespect you you calling me a name is meant to be hurtful and to disrespect me if that was the case I'm finished. <laughs> I'll try in my two cents since I've been kind of hearing everything back and forth. Hey, Ty, yeah, what do you? Please. I'm here. I'm Thank here. You. I'm here. Okay. Um. So season two, producer Ty, back. So, uh, very both sides have very valid points. Um, one uh thing that I know you, you mentioned Ashley about like um, like how arguments may go and. Uh, and, and as far as like the heightenedness of somebody's emotion versus getting yelled, I agree and I disagree to that because it all really depends on the individual. Like I could tell, well, I mean, not I can't tell, but from what I seem right here, he seems to be more of a passive person when it comes to an argument, debate, conversation, or whatever. And you might be a more passionate person in your in your approach to things. So sometimes like me i don't cho- i don't really like to yell but i guess the only time i when i guess when you say natural arguments because you mm-hmm. you guys can like you said set the boundaries on how you mm-hmm. can discuss and I, mm-hmm. I i like that that's what a, a couple can do or people mm-hmm. who are mm-hmm. you know in a business partnership or whatever mm-hmm. whatever relationship that you involved in i feel like you can set those boundaries but if it's just something on the street like me if i'm i'm standing in front of the elevator and it says move to the side and somebody doesn't move to the side, now I get in a whole argument with somebody, yeah, that can get out of hand very quickly. But I feel like the reason why it gets out of hand um, is two reasons. One is somebody's not being heard. So what happens is like people, when, when you feel like your your testimony or your defense or your prop, whatever you're coming, whatever you're bringing to the table as your, your situation is not being actually heard by that person or even if it is being cut off, that's when the level of um, uh, volume or emotion becomes because not both parties aren't learning to accept each other's message. Message, whether it takes too long or whether somebody feels defensive if the first line of some somebody's, uh, you know, like if, if you're in a debate, the first line gets you off and it's like your honor, I object, and they're like, let them go. It's like you know, it depends on. You do have to have that self control. I'm not going to say that that's going to happen on a in, in an everyday situation with every with with everyone, but I think having the are you done, having that structure allows the conversation. I don't really like the. I always say debate. I really like to say. I hate to say argue, mm-hmm. um, uh, because argue is I feel like a level higher. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an uncontrolled debate. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like an argument is. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like a debate allows you to say your piece. I'm gonna say mine. You know, we can see each other's angles, agree to disagree. Uh, but that's how I approach it. I truly don't like to match anyone's energy. You can yell at me, but I'm not going to uh, engage. I think if I'm if the conversation is really that emotional and I feel like I'm not being heard, and my only way to make my statement heard. Uh, is to match your volume then i will reach that point but usually i try to stay in the in the cut of like 
I I call it like being in the lobby. You, you can't you can't go to the rooftop and start arguing because somebody's gonna jump off. Uh-huh. Let's just stay in the lobby. Let's stay right here. Let's uh-huh. have the conversation right here. You know, we get to two or three, we feel like all right, like we're, we 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 you shouldn't even get to the elevator. <laughs> stay in the lobby and have your conversation. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I will say that cutting off, yes, can be a form of disrespect in in a line of some, you know, I know it may not be something that you're saying like it's a human, uh, human of reaction. You're just naturally trying to do it. But taking that in, taking that, that, uh, how do I phrase it? I do feel like if you're saying someone is a bitch or calling somebody, um, uh, a name out their name period yeah, yeah. I, and and don't get me wrong i sometimes say like see now i'll say that in an argument or a debate when mm-hmm. i'm with someone i'm like say now now you're being a bitch like now <laughs> i'm not calling you uh, i feel and it's some and i feel like that's a big word for women because mm-hmm. i feel like just hearing the word coming out of a man's mouth is just feels like a, 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 a an attack an or, attack mm-hmm. and and i've said it before but and i've i've and i still hold to this argument i'm saying i'm not calling you a bitch right now but your actions at this current moment are being this way mm-hmm. i'm not saying that you are mm-hmm. but right now you're currently you know this is how one would act <laughs> this how this is how this would react and not because the argument it's because let's just say there's a clear distinction be, there's a clear like like this is a piece of paper here and we're really trying to argue that because it has sticky material on it it's not technically paper and it's like all right you know see now you're being a bitch now now you're now you're acting like you're not being mature about it i really should say you're being immature instead mm-hmm. of saying being a bitch that should I, that's what should be the case but mm-hmm. I, you know i've learned to not try to try not to use that word as much but it depends on how it's being uh, um, it shouldn't be said I, I don't think it should be said But if it does come out I feel like Especially if, for me I say this is what You're doing currently I'm not saying this is what you are As, as a whole uh-huh. person So um, I think To just sum up everything Is that I think y'all already had A structure that I heard From the beginning Like you go back To your pot of solutions And you figure it out And you come to a common ground um, or some type of balance or some type of way whether you agree with it. Um, I think that's just the best way to go about arguments in general is just like, you know, some things might get someone upset and you just got to like, self-control is not the easiest thing in the world and everybody has different levels of self-control, you know what I mean? Some people may not be able to control themselves. Like asking asking him to yell and asking you to be quiet might be two different Mm-hmm. Like why you ain't like I just don't feel like I don't feel like you you know my one of my boys is like that his he don't engage when his girl gets angry he doesn't feed he doesn't feed he calls it his zen mm-hmm. he's like I be practicing that shit before she get home we were just mm-hmm. talking about it. he's like I practice it before she get home I just be in my shit mm-hmm. I don't give her no I don't feed into it and she feels like he doesn't care because he's not as passionate as passionate or, or, loud. or as loud and he's like I'm loud I just don't think that we're gonna get anywhere at this at this current state so you come to my world and we'll figure it out but i'm not gonna go to your land and because that's not where i want to be as an individual Mm -hmm. so i think like y'all y'all already came up with a solution very in the very beginning of like figuring out ways to go into the pod and not to be yell and just hear each other's statement out and so on and so forth um, yeah, I I agree, uh, but I did I wasn't clear on your answer. If you think that cutting off is the same as calling, like name calling, whether it's me or him, 
And I just want to be very clear that he does not call me names and arguments. He was using that like as a as a as like a, a scenario, a scenario yeah. of yeah. of being able to come because you're you're saying why isn't he being uh lovey-dovey or normal after this way and uh-huh. he's like well i am constantly like if you he's asking you would you be that way right if you were receiving that right. type of disrespect but right. in in his world it's the same it's the same because mm-hmm. it's like um I, I watched a youtube tutorial and uh, a teacher was saying when you're raising your hand while someone is speaking it's a sign of disrespect because you're basically saying like i don't I'm you're not finished with what you have to say but it's like I am trying to just like are you done I just want to say what I want to say you're not even hearing me so it's kind of like you know let the be be respectful to let it go out so it it it's not I guess I guess when but you say you, the but intent you see, I don't agree with that you're saying I know you don't agree mm-hmm. with it but I feel from everybody's perception uh-huh. it's um like I feel like I feel like it's disrespect like um if somebody does it like you know when you like i guess adults can adults can do this and i've had an argument with somebody where i was like see you're an, you're you're a grown-ass person right you're, you're, i was talking to a female i was like you're a grown-ass woman if you want to roll your eyes and not look at me and like do this it's like okay i i may take that as a respect and you're grown that you could do it but for a kid i'm like no you need you need to have respect look at me don't be <sighs> Uh-huh. Like I feel like that's just disrespectful to me because mm-hmm. I'm I'm really passionate about what I need to say right now mm-hmm. and you're just interjecting it as if my words or how I feel right now is not as important to her or you don't really care at the current moment mm-hmm. and I feel like it's just that is a sign of disrespect. I feel like what you're saying as intent to to just like nag or point at or 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 call somebody something is a bit more uh, deliberate. Mm-hmm. Um, disrespect. I feel like it's deliberate, but I feel like we're we're still fine tuning the 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 line the, of, the line of disrespect, disrespect is, is uh-huh. like you know it's it's fine lines. It's like if someone oh you killed somebody, but it was in self defense or you intent. Obviously, yeah, you're intent. still going to get the charge, but they say first degree, second degree. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to say, I would say that's like the second degree. Is, is second degree yeah. less or first degree? Is, which, second degree, I think, is less. Less. So first degree is like intent, right? Yeah. So if you're in the first degree, I feel like, yes, you're saying it's first Calling degree and, and first cutting degree. off might be second degree, but they still have, mm-hmm. um, to the individual, it still has a an effect that you feel. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's one of those um, opinionated um answers i will i will say that i feel like one obviously has more of a cut like i said first and second degree mm-hmm. but i will say that they still fall under the line of line disrespect. of disrespect yes. okay well i um i appreciate your opinion and um i think that you know that how can i say i think what it really all just boils down to is i need to learn some self-control that's really it. Like, I need to learn how to, if he says, or if you say something that I don't like or say something that I disagree with, I need to at least let you finish saying that before. If you treat it like a debate, it, you you won't allow it to. It's like, if even if you were in a judge or you're talking to a lawyer, you're going to have that self-control because of fear level. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like individuals, like, when there's no, that's why you need a Dr. Phil. That's why you need the therapist. That's why you need that because humans naturally won't be mature enough to um, 
can't have that debate without the whoever I, middle I, party that middle party that mm-hmm. that third party there because then um each person is cutting each other off someone's not listening someone's only hearing you know uh listening and intake is two different things you can hear me but you might not be intaking everything you might like highlight one or two things and that might not be the whole concept you know what i mean so that's why sometimes you do need the middle ground because when you're when your emotions or your um your your level of heightenedness on that topic is so high you might only hear bitch Mm-hmm. Even though it shouldn't come out or however it may come out, I'm not saying that you he does call that or whoever. If you guys are listening and you might hear that, you might only hear that, and and that might be disrespectful. But you know what? Say you know what? I didn't like how you said that that word, and then we can address the the rest of it. Some people get caught up on that highlighted particular area, and then that's when like the intake is not being brought in. So that's why you need a third party so that. Like, I don't think you need a third party. I think people just need to work on, like you say, self-control, taking it in, listening, maybe having your phone out and jotting certain things down as they're saying, like, hey, look, I'm not, it's not disrespectful to do that. I just made you, you your rant might be three minutes. I may not be able to catch on and for that, three minutes, you know? And usually that is what ends up happening. So if the rant is very long. Off, yeah. We've talked about the cutting off and the not, you know, letting the other person finish or whatever and that has come up. And and because it, it has been the same thing on us, and he doesn't cut me off normally. I'm usually the one that does the cutting off. But even he says, but then if you go on for X, Y, and Z amount of points, which is why I said I don't think the raising hand is disrespectful because what if you don't want to forget? You're not, you're not telling the other person shut the fuck up you just raising your hand so that maybe when they're done you can get a turn so and we've said to each other you know both we both felt like this if we if you going on and on about your point but now i want to say something to the first point and the second point but now that i've gotten to now that you've gotten deep into the third point i don't forgot what i had to say about the first point and so sometimes that is where it like comes in and or the misconception or the you know or the, the getting words screwed up because which would be another issue he'd say i you know i would say he, something that he said he didn't say or vice versa and then that's another you know so argument. so this is where i would say um and i feel like and uh, I don't like to say arguments, but debates is learning to stay on the current narrative. Mm-hmm. And if somebody, I feel like, and I, I have, I have a rule. I say, I don't mind if you enter, if you can cut, you cut me off as long as you know where I'm going. If you know the ending statement of where I'm going to go, then we don't. I don't need to be redundant. I just, I, like when I, I, I've had, you know, like debates. I say, hey, if you're going to cut me off, just finish what I'm going to say. <laughs> and if you can and you have it then fine because there's times where I feel like I do want to cut people off because I'm like I already know where you're going and you're taking like <laughs> fucking five minutes to get to the point like if I if, can, is it, am I allowed to cut you off because I could say this and I can say that I understand what you want to say if you just want to get it off your chest because you feel like you want to get it off that's completely different from me not understanding it just because you want to take five minutes to get to it so I feel like if you just stay on the narrative and if the point point switches if somebody's having a conversation and they bring up a second or third point you have to kind of say okay well let's just stay on this point right now and let's let's stop right here because if you go into two and three 
we're we're like jumping around the argument like we're like on a then the letter e then we're over here like Mm -hmm. let's go through the level uh i mean go through the 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 points and if if once the point like me i'm when i type when i debate i like to stay right on topic we're Mm -hmm. not going any we're not talking about other 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 stuff until we are complete with that that first thing Mm -hmm. then we can go oh well but what happened before i'm like well we're not talking about before right now Mm -hmm. we'll get to that but let's stay right here so we can know that this is what sparked it and how to come to some sort of exactly Uh uh-huh so i mean i think i think i think this is um i think this is healthy Mm-hmm. very healthy as far as whatever because you can't you're not disagreements are always going to be there but i think how you like it's like disappointments in life it's like how do you bounce back like how like is that's really the the formula like if you figure out the way to bounce back then you thrive you know what i mean like if you if you get if you sink under you're just allowing the the common situation when i say common because everyone's dealing with it you're letting a common thing like drown you out when you can actually overcome it so just try to be aware that you know what tons of people listening to it is like oh that that shit yeah we we go through the same thing (laughs) and like i've been listening to it like damn that's a good point okay Mm -hmm. okay you know so this is a very healthy and i I like that you guys are kind of bringing it in in the to life and letting people kind of come in and see what what ways work so that we all could find better ways to um uh-huh. come to an understanding and well, i know well, I, I know that a lot of times like most men they'll be they'll they'll be afraid of even being with a woman or or being in a committed relationship with a woman because they're they shy away from these type of conversations they shy away from these, they like you know what like why the f- i'm gonna waste my time being with one woman and having her do this and do that when i could just be out mixing and mingling with whoever i want i, I may not like this from this person it's okay i'll get it from this person or i may not like that from this person okay i'll get it from person c like this is i think a reason why some men are afraid of actually being in a commitment because what comes with being a commitment is come is responsibility responsibility and dealing with another person's bullshit and you're like damn i got tons and tons of my own bullshit can i really handle another person's ton of bullshit like am i ready for that and most men they're like nah but instead of saying instead of saying that they were like ah nah like they'll put it on everybody uh these women ain't or you know like hell no i ain't trying to she's well, crazy one mm-hmm. thing i always was told what my pops always tell me is that everyone knows <laughs> but they pretend they don't know because once you know you have to take responsibility mm-hmm. so it's it's it it's to say like all right this shit falls on the floor i know to pick it up if i'm outside and throw it in the trash but I just be like, mm, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because it takes me to be responsible. So naturally, humans don't want to be responsible for shit. So that's really the problem at the end of the day because we don't want to be like, you know what? Pick that up. Or, you know what? I should do this before. It's like, you know to do it. Uh-huh. But to acknowledge it is to ha- is to take responsibility. And I think, like you say, men or people don't want to acknowledge it. So therefore, the commitment and those type of things don't happen because people don't want to acknowledge it because acknowledging it requires responsibility it's like when jetson and nova get older there's going to be a point in time where you're going to be like you're five you're six now like yeah you can't do that now you can't get it like they know they can't do it way before Uh that they just doing it just to be like nah you're you're eight now like you can't do like you're 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 22 now you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. take responsibility is that's that's i think that's a human 
thing that we all have to check. Yeah, to and, develop. Yeah, I agree. And oh. it was it was one thing. What was it? We was watching something, and uh, what about the people that are in like commitments, but then when questions about taking the next step, they're like they shy away. Like, how does that work? What do you think about that? How but do you can, think that works? Uh-huh. Can I say something really quickly? Yeah. I'm. It's a little bit jumpy. But uh-huh. Forgive me. I wanted to say it when he finished uh-huh. that um that you were actually correct if me and you were arguing and you were calling me like bitches and hoes every argument that would affect how i treat you outside of an argument mm. because i would think i would think like or or it would make me scared to argue with you so i probably wouldn't tell you my true feelings about a lot of things mm. or because I wouldn't want to go there so that we would have to be in a space to have you call me a name. So I just wanted to say that you were um, correct in that. And that the way that you put it, even though I think that it's on two different spectrums, because you view it as the same line of disrespect, I can kind of understand why you would take the behaviors from an argument and carry it on throughout like our regular, normal day-to-day um, time. I'm finished. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I felt like that was that was in my pool of solutions to do. Like, you know what, love her through it. Maybe she'll eventually get her get herself out of it. And then after a while, I felt like that wasn't getting the the desired results that I wanted. So I went back to my pool, say, well, maybe if she wasn't getting um, a lot of the things that she's used to from me, maybe that will give her an incentive to want to do better um so i don't know we'll see we'll see and if that doesn't work then i'll well, go back to work. i'll don't go back it. to the solutions that um worked but i'm not gonna overwork myself and and be this way for a person that's gonna continually continuously dis or or um not respect me consistently um when things aren't going the way that we both would like because i'm not going to say that you would like because it's the things are not going the way that we both would like we revert back to original things that we know aren't wrong so that's what that's just where i'm where i'm at with it it's not like i'm not being nice i'm just not going to be overly i'm not going to act like i'm happy with you if i i know there's certain things that's going on that's making me unhappy so that's what I meant. So can you now the other question that I asked was about how do you, how do you think people feel when um they're in a committed relationship and when the next steps are being brought up whether it be marriage or whatever they're like shy away. How does that work if you continuous with if you're continuously in a relationship with that person? All right, I want to make sure I understand you correctly. If you are continuous if you're you in a continuously get into relationships with people who are scared to move to the next step no oh okay so i'm in a relationship with you we're boyfriend and girlfriend Uh uh-huh and we've been boyfriend and girlfriend for three years and then your mother says like y'all been together forever y'all seem like such a good couple when y'all gonna get married i'm like Mm -hmm. oh married shit i don't know about that Mm -hmm. (laughs) marriage oh i don't know you know your daughter's crazy it's uh-huh. like, uh, how are we still going to be in a relationship after that statement? Oh, 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 oh. Um, I think most people probably do stay um, in relationships after they realize that the other person is maybe scared to commit because that doesn't take away 
the fact that they still love the person that doesn't take away the history that they have with the person um i i think for women it's a lot more so of an age thing like i think that when they get to a certain age then it's like everything is like commitment based so it's like well what are we doing here if we're not like nobody I, at least not from my experience most women 30 plus they don't want to be someone's girlfriend they want to you know be the girlfriend in their 20s or you know whatever the case may be and if they are excuse me if they are going to be the girlfriend to someone in their 30s and they want to know that the next steps will be to be engaged and then to be married. So I really think for women, it's more so like of an age thing. Now, how she stays in a relationship with somebody like that, I'm not um, 100% sure, but I, I am sure that there are plenty of people um, out there who have stayed because, like I said, they still love the person. They still want to be with the person. or And some people just, you know, they try to maybe lower down what their standard or what they would want out of the relationship to what the other person wants. So if the other guys, the, if the guys like, you know, I don't really ever care to get married, then maybe the lady will try to psych herself into believe that maybe, oh, excuse me. Ooh, that's a big yawn. That maybe she doesn't want to be married either, strictly simply because she loves the person and she doesn't want to lose him and then doesn't want to go through the cycle of being someone else's girlfriend and having to go through the, you know, well, what if then if then he doesn't want to be engaged and what if he never wants to get married? Uh -huh. So, you know, I think they just stay for out of convenience and maybe for also not wanting to have to go through that all over again with somebody new and just stick with the person that they've yeah. been with for three years and they know. But it sounds very similar to that episode when we were watching yeah. uh, on... Um this is it's kind of old. Real Housewives of Potomac will come on and there was a... There's this couple on there. I, why can't I remember the lady's name? Was it was this the one with Juan Dixon? Yes, but yeah. it was his uh, ex-wife, and they um, but they still live together in the same home. You know that whole thing for the sake of the kids line that we joke about. <laughs> um, and they slept in the same bed too, actually. And so there were a lot of people. Like her friends thought that she should go to therapy and everything because she's still like in her brain was holding on to you know the fact that she believes that he thinks he still wanted to be in a relationship with her and that she was the one that held the power that she wasn't ready to be back in a relationship with him because the reason they weren't together was because he cheated and so they got divorced but i guess maybe they didn't you know have the money or whatever for him to move out and so they still stayed living in the same home sleeping in the same bed now which we know that that circumstance could be different if you wanted it to be they could turn the living room into a room or you know, you can get a, put a bed in the basement like you don't that doesn't have to be the, the situation uh -huh. but that was you know the way they had it set up and all her friends uh, one of her closest friends this girl Giselle and another one of her friends you know was like you're bugging you know like you can't keep living your life like this you have to date you have to do things you know that makes you happy and she would tell them that he's still wanted to be in a relationship with her and all of this but he sung a very different tune like when it was his turn to talk and when he was you know um speaking out about it you know he would say that he was literally only there because of the kids and because of financial situations and that he was fine with them not being together and he was perfectly fine with her dating and you know all of that and so they got on a reunion and what happened what did andy say to him uh like do you see a future i think with Giselle and with not Giselle with whatever his ex-wife's name is and he like looked at Andy and was like who me and it's like damn you know like well, who else is he talking mm -hmm. to and so it's just that it's unfortunate that you know 
Because why why be there? Like why still fake engage in a life like that with her? Like why not cut your losses? You can co-parent and you are over here and she's over there yeah. and you you know do the best for your kids uh-huh. and not try to like make this uh I don't, I don't even like what would you even call that? I don't know. It's weird. And then there was another one where the guy was there. On the same episode. Yeah. And, and they, no, it was at the reunion. Yeah, it was the and same. And they was talking uh-huh. and, and the guy, Andy, was saying something to the, I forget the guy's name. Because Giselle has been single on the show. And but she got a boyfriend. Boyfriend, yeah. And then, and, but he, he was, was like. There. Mm-hmm. But he was and, like he in was, the background. Yeah, because he's not, he wasn't a part of the show. Yeah. He just was there, I guess, to support her. And so then he's, Andy said something like, well, Giselle, you know, we hear you have, you know, a new boyfriend or whatever. And she uh-huh. said yes. And she's very happy. And blah 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 blah, and then Andy said something slick, like similar to like him. wedding bells or something. Uh-huh. Like, what about you? You see any wedding bells in the future or something like uh-huh. that? He was like, oh, he hurried up and like ran back off the stage. <laughs> like it's like, damn dog, like you don't like you don't think that was a little bit. To me, I feel like that might have been like a little slight. To me, that's disrespectful. Uh huh. It's like, um, or maybe it was because it was in jest or funny. It's like, but damn, you you want to. You know how I say, like, I don't like if you think negative of me? Uh-huh. To me, I feel like if you feel like everything is going positive, why do that? Right. <laughs> like, oh, oh. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's uh-huh. like, well, damn, do we have to have another conversation off air? Like, what happened? Right. Well, that would spark that conversation because yeah. it's like, well, and I mean, not to say that we're going to get up and go get married tomorrow, but what, and then that lady, I think, is like in her 40s or 50s <laughs> or some shit. Like, it, what does she have to do? Like, laugh it off? Like, huh? Yeah, that's that what funny. she did. She laughed it off. She did because that that's to not be embarrassed. All right. Unless you, uh-huh. like, let her say that. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? She's the one on the show. She's yeah. the, like, let her say, like, no, 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 Andy, we got a ways to go before that. Before that yeah, like, yeah. You, him, he shouldn't have embarrassed her in that way, I, in my opinion. Yeah, like, all right, um, let, let's let's ask my guy, Ty. Okay. So, Ty, I'm going to, like, flip it a little bit, and then, um, Ashley, I want you to tell me if this is something similar. Okay. Ty, you with a girl, right? You, like, want to be romantic with the girl. Like, you want to, you know... You know, do what adults do, right? <laughs> so y'all out one night, whatever. You know, this may be like your fourth, fifth date with, her, with Shorty. Y'all chilling. She had a friend around, and she was like, "Oh, this is Ty. Like, yeah, this is a guy. Like, oh." And you might do something smooth, or you might have like pulled a good. You might have did something, and she was like, "Oh, Ty, trying to get the draws tonight." The friend says this, right? The friend says that. The friend says, "Oh, Ty, trying to get the draws tonight." And the girl that you've been dating, like, "Oh, no, no, no I'm not fucking. I'm not fucking this guy." <laughs> like, me and him is definitely never having sex what and you looking like oh it's the same that's the same type of thing like Ty, you like what's the conversation like after that or what's the relationship like after that you like whoa wait a minute after after she's like she just looked at you like oh no i'm definitely never fucking this this guy right here i mean i i gotta i'm a man like i gotta i got you know what i'm saying i'm putting in nothing not that I don't want to be friends with you, but I'm trying. I'm a. I have yeah. goals to reach, and not that's to say right. that that's like my only goal. But I'm not uh-huh. like. I don't. I'm not trying to have missed. Uh, like I'm not trying to invest in this time and moments uh-huh. when I could be actually putting these dates and this time to somebody who's really interested and. Excuse me. Um, wants to move forward with me, not and only that, just yeah. me spending and going out on dates, but wants to move forward with me like emotionally, like you said, what adults do uh-huh. and be. Romantic. Yeah, more romantic, intimate. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm. I'm pretty much. 
out of there <laughs> after like, that. Yeah, it's like oh, okay, well, it's like so, thank you, you know, it's kind of like if, a, right. if like a guy, it's like a girl who's looking to be married, and he's that's like, exactly yo, what we're talking about. Oh, that's exactly, okay, that's exactly yeah, that's what we're exactly talking what we talk about. So that's what was my yeah, next you gotta to you. as a female, if you not, if you, if he's not, you know, what I'm saying sometimes you could, you might want to wait. If he's like, look, you know, I. I, I would like to and you could tell somebody's leaning like leaning you on it's kind of tough to tell that yeah um because sometimes the guy might be selfish and like say some shit like that because you don't want what he's currently being who's he's currently being intimate with to be gone because now it's like well damn since I don't want to get married now I don't want to say it like this, ladies, but my pussy's gone. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, that's why sometimes you see people getting in these relationships three months, oh, six months, oh, that's a long time. It's like, these niggas only getting in a relationship because that's their standard for them to smash. It's uh-huh. not really they're going to stay there, trying to be there for the long run. Like, mm-hmm. let Word. them let them wait and see. Like, you know, so it's, it's a tough... Uh-huh. So tough. my question to you, Ty, is this, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think, and I think Musafa agrees with me, that it's more men that are scared of commitment than female do you agree or disagree with that that's the first part yes <laughs> and then, that's a hard yes you yeah took, uh, right like, oh. because then, there's subtext yeah, to yeah, there is. yes but right, i had course. to answer the question right i'm just i'm and then now to that why why do you think that more men are scared to commit than women <sighs> um there are Two levels of the man of uh, like I guess you could say mature man and immature man. Uh-huh. The immature man, um, and I can't say let's not even say immature mature. Let's just say um, I had a podcast the other day and I I had broke it down to like basketball, mm-hmm. right? Some guys are on the court, they're playing and they're 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 scoring buckets. So for them to be commitment while they're in a and and let's let's just say some guys get in the game. I mean, like let's say you twelve, thirteen, you just starting out. Girls like you, you you just you this just do that. Everybody like the, all the girls like and they like you from from that age to like you're thirty, you're forty, and they they just still think you're like women. Just you're you're one of those guys who just got it, uh-huh. right? Then you get some guys who just been you know bench warmers, not even on the team. They turn thirty five. They lose their hair. They get a beard, and then all of a sudden, they're in. They got a kid, and all of a sudden, they just got thrown in the game. It's like, wait, wait, God, time out. I got kids. I got this. I'm. I. I, I thought. I thought my days was was numbered, and now all of a sudden, women is throwing the throwing it at me, and now I'm kind of like, whoa, this is my chance to actually. You know, I, I wasn't popular in high school. I wasn't that dude in college. I didn't, you know, now all of a sudden I'm a grown man and all this other, like, so I feel, I'm, that's why I want to say like mature, immature. It's because like women are constantly being, um, uh, I, I'm not saying these the opportunities that you like, mm. but there are constantly being opportunities thrown at you daily from cat calling to somebody else liking on your Instagram pages to whatever the case may be. You have a constant email in your in your world of like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? So guys are more opportunist. And that's why, you know, with cheating and things like that, it's like the commitment, like, uh, I don't want to make an excuse for it. <laughs> I just want to put it in perspective that some people don't never got into the game. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, look, I don't feel like 
leaving it. You know what I'm saying? I'm up right now. I've been I've been scoring. You know what I'm saying? I I've got out of college. I do this. I got this type of. So it's like the game is different for you when that girl was 16. You know. And the twenty-one-year-old clubs having thirty-year-olds holler at her. She's already ready. She's she's tired of being catcalled or tired, and she's ready for a commitment. She's ready for the settle down. Where the guy is like, "Look, I just got in the game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's hard. Play. Yeah, it's hard street. for me. You know what I mean? I and then five in a row. <laughs> and then some guys. You got some guys in the game that not even scoring. All they doing is playing defense. Oh shit, come here. Oh, man. Hey, 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 miss. Hey, hey. <laughs> they just playing D the whole time and, and like they're not getting the ball pass. It's just like they just there with the other teammates just like always wanting to be the highlight scorer or always yeah. trying to bag the girl but never really getting there. So, and then another thing is like Here's the second level. Um, sorry, ladies, I'm not trying to knock y'all down. I'm just trying to put it in perspective from how we see the game. Um, with also Instagram and every like, oh brother, I'm just being honest. Sometimes <laughs> you don't you you gotta you gotta look at what you're marketing. Like mm-hmm. you think if I'm if all guys was on Instagram, like just like. Like I'm not saying they are guys out there, but we see the we see a, a balance between like you know the entrepreneur guy, we see the turn up guy, but there's a lot of Instagram shit out there that doesn't uh-huh. make you feel like I don't I'm like you're fun, but I can't wife you. Uh-huh. <laughs> like and you may you actually might be wifey material, but your brand doesn't uh-huh. say that. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like hard to you know what I'm saying. Like I might have one of my I got one of my friends that be. He be, I seen us on Instagram, bloody this, Billy gang, fuck the ops. Like, Uh I know this nigga, he cool, but it's like, if I were to try to, like, brand him to somebody like a like oh yeah i want to have my friend as assistant oh let me check him out on instagram like nah i can't i'm like even though much i can vouch for him and he's just like he's just being himself but Uh you got to realize what your what your brand is you know what i mean and that i think that's what makes guys feel like like uh uh i'm not going to commit because you're still trying to market yourself every day like I, like i'm not even here uh-huh. you're out here trying to you you don't even care about my likes or my love you want the whole world to love you <laughs> right. so then fuck it let the whole world yeah. love you you don't uh-huh. you don't my, my shit ain't really that important to you you know uh, what i mean my like little double tap my little double tap my little old babe you look good today it's not it's not enough to keep you and i to say that i'm not saying i'm not trying to be controlling i'm not saying don't be loving ladies i just realize your brand you gotta you know if that's what you are know that know that that's what it you know that's what it comes with if i'm over here stunting in my grand wearing suits every day around Uh mad people driving fancy cars and i got all these chicks around me they think i got money like that's that's Uh what i'm doing ty that's what you 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 branding yourself like you that nigga so Uh these type of chicks are going to start flocking towards you Uh period that's because that's what you branding you gotta Uh you gotta know what you're putting out there and i think um there's not enough of the uh, there's not enough of the other type of woman branding themselves out there. I think that they're just kind of being drowned by the thoughtism out there, and uh-huh. they feel like, oh well, I mean, y'all liking this, and guys, I mean, yeah, you could like something. I don't mean you really like care about it. It's yeah. just, it's just like eye candy, what they call it. It's uh-huh. not like I really. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. so I'm I, not buying a two hundred thousand dollar car, uh-huh. even though I may tap double tap the shit. I still may get me a Mercedes, or uh-huh. a Lexus, but I'm not buying a, a Wraith. 
Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I don't uh-huh. need to buy the Wraith. Like, that's just... just nice that to bread look is, at. Right. Yeah, it's nice to look at. Uh-huh. But I... And girls get mad at that type of... Oh, you liking them? It's just nice to look at. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Talk about that bitch. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. to call you a bitch. But. Yeah, but... Yeah, you hear, we hear that um, often. But I, I think... And I hate to do, like, the man-woman comparison. You know, like, the double... Like, whole double standard thing. But right. I just wonder, what is it about... Because the same thing goes for women. Men will be in a girl's DMs all day and you know what I'm saying like men try to talk to women all day and but they're I wonder what is it about women that they're able to because it's available not, it's you know that it's there but it's not you know that it's not oh uh who is you know that that those cat calls or those that attention is not who you are as a person you just uh-huh. know that they're just like you just look at it like men 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 are just trying to ah uh, ah uh, attack uh-huh. attack but, but men don't look at it that way well saying. we we are we are trying to attack we we it takes it takes effort to be no what i'm saying and pushing and, and, and what i'm saying is that men don't look at a female trying to talk to them in that same way and be able to block do you understand what i'm saying no okay Jeez. So, you know how you said like men are a woman try a man, women try to talk to men is women throwing themselves at them all day. That's when that's that's for that's a, that there's not a lot of guys who receive that that type of lifestyle all the time. Oh, so okay. there's different like there's a guy who can just be in the bar and do nothing and they're trust me a lot of women are gonna put themselves right near him uh-huh. he could ignore them he don't gotta give them no he could say a few words and he uh-huh. just he get the number he says he, he plays that hard to get shit they <laughs> give him the coochie because uh-huh. they think that they give it to him he's gonna like them more that nigga got the game wrapped I'm not trying uh-huh. to spill your, your beans fellas but uh-huh. it's nothing that he, Damn, nothing bro, you, he fucked it up for all of us nah it's nothing it's not. nothing that they can't do to stop it because the, that they, know us, they already know how they you know what I'm saying the, the level of Women, women that are trying to attack this particular guy is more than this. It's a the the cat call for him is is like he's like the female of the male. Uh-huh. Like he's he's the he's the dude that you know what I'm saying. Like uh-huh. so, not every guy's is, is like getting that. that. Nah, oh, it's not getting okay. like that. Okay, that's why. So, oh my goodness, Mustafa, sorry, Mustafa, for you. What do you think? Because you've been like in like committed relationships for like ever. What what makes you think that you're different or like what? Because I only ask because I wonder like what qualities is it of somebody who has been committed and been okay with being committed for so long? Like what is the difference there? It, being that we can, I think, all agree that it's much harder for men to commit. And um, I don't know. I don't really know what I can say. One of the things that stood out to me when I was listening to Ty and when you was asking the question, I feel to me, I think it's about attention. Uh-huh. I don't really care enough about people's attention, uh-huh. so, but it's like some people didn't get attention. So when I think like to sum up a little bit of what I got from what Ty was saying was like when you don't when you don't get the attention and then all of a sudden it's thrown on you it's like i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm, I'm just uh-huh. gonna put my penis everywhere <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. because because it's with like, girls who yeah. like like oh shit my, i didn't look like this and yeah. now all of a sudden like i'm like this and now they like everybody's yeah. after me and now uh-huh. they like i'm gonna give out the yeah yeah <laughs> uh-huh. so it's like so being that for people that a lot of times you could tell who who didn't get uh it, it, it comes back to parents I'm sorry I keep on saying uh-huh. this every season uh-huh. I'm bringing up parents but coming back to parenting and something and, and affection and love and stuff like that even though um, 
like my even though I had like issues with my dad, I, I never I never really had too much. He 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 instilled in me that at least I was the man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I didn't need 17 chicks to like me or want to give me hugs in elementary school to know that I was the man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So a lot of the time it's like people don't want to be committed because they feel like, oh, damn, now I got this one girl. But what about all these other women out here? Like, I, I need love from them, too. Like, mm-hmm. I need I need everybody to love me. Mm-hmm. I never looked at it like that, but that's yeah. that. Because I'm the same way. I'm more, yeah. I've always been in committed, more uh-huh. committed relationships. And uh-huh. I, my uh, extra on top of that uh-huh. is that, like, yeah, if I'm in the spot, I'm not trying to run around and holler at everybody yeah. i don't care about if i have i need to get this many numbers <laughs> yeah. or like i'm not i'm not really in that that um yeah. that doesn't like make me whole mm-hmm. that's what it mm-hmm. is yeah like i don't need i don't need um i don't need that and, and because of my upbringing and things that happened to me like you would probably feel like i may have like right. damn, like your that's, mom yeah or yeah like all these women and like, uh-huh. like no i felt like my dad he, he didn't have like a good that great relationship, relationship with his mom or oh, my stepmom mm-hmm. and things of like that but I, I never needed a million women to like me in order to feel like i was good uh-huh. you know what i'm saying uh-huh. i had that feeling anyway and then w- when it comes to like um your comrades or like your friends and things like most people are like yeah you know i just tap this joint or i just had this joint like to this. like braggy it's like yeah so that you can have more esteem uh-huh. from your people around you uh-huh. and like i don't want to i don't want to sound i don't know because it, it might sound like arrogant a little bit and i don't want it to sound it like i don't really i'm not really concerned with what they think about me other people you know i'm you. happy uh-huh. like me and this person has like me and ty we have a great relationship we talk and stuff like that and it's it's wonderful i don't i don't need ty to like be my number one fan in order to be cool with him you know what i'm uh-huh. saying we have a very a mutual respect and that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. I care about I, I respect him for what he does. He respects me and we work fine. I don't I don't have to do little things like, yo, Todd, let me tell you what I did to Shorty. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need I don't need that type of validation from him. From or, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You yeah, get what I'm saying, like, Todd? Like, or like guys like probably like this guys who wanna show chicks like, yo, check this chick out. Like uh-huh. they're probably showing you for like that male yeah, Ego. like yeah, like yo, look, look, uh-huh. look, look. Yeah. Like me, I'm. I keep that shit to myself. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. send me a picnic. Yeah. That's <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, so nobody need to know about <laughs> none of that shit. Uh, word. And then another another thing, I also feel, and uh, I had this talk about this in another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an article about it. It says the uh, like the value of like pussy has gone down, meaning that. Back in the day, like people who, when people got married and all that type of stuff was because you couldn't start a family and like you, if you were just a bum ass dude, like uh-huh. you wasn't getting a woman back then. You, <laughs> yeah. you had to have, you had to have a job have shit and get married uh-huh. so that you could have kids and do things like that. So that's what kind of forced guys to be like, all right, yo, I'm gonna get this job. I'm gonna mm-hmm. do this, take care of my, you know what I'm saying? Now... You could be the you could be the nigga playing video games all day. Don't have a job. Do don't nothing shower. and still, still get some ass. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like why? It's like why? Like imagine us can go to restaurants and then like like walk out 
and not pay for food <laughs> and then it's like why won't people like they know that's the right thing to do yeah. we're feeding them but it's like well you don't got no standards like or option you like you know you go to a museum <laughs> and it's like a suggested donation and you go like you can give as much as you want you could get 500 a thousand whatever once but they'd be like you know we suggest you just if you give us a dollar you know what i mean they just coming in with a dollar in their hand like yo here you go all right i mean this uh-huh. nice museum you not you saying fuck all the big ass cars fuck, uh-huh. fuck all the fuck all the time mm-hmm. they had to go into this and all that like they said suggest a dollar so fuck it i'm gonna slide them this nice dollar and keep on moving and it's hard it's hard to tell females because you got some females like well look i'm out here doing what i gotta do i'm not worried about the next bitch or uh-huh. next girl or whatever yeah. but at the same time her actions do affect the rest of y'all because mm-hmm. I, I here's another analogy like if if women are the cabs and men are the customers if i'm able to when i when you pick me up in the cab i could eat my chips and i got crumbs in the bag mm-hmm. like i'm rolling down the window you got your heat on <laughs> i'm just doing whatever i just have the free range to like <laughs> uh, i don't got to wear my seat belt uh-huh. and then the one time i get in the cab that has some standards like you know don't don't eat in the back of the cab please oh can you you know um don't roll the window down i'll put the, the air conditioner on or you yeah. know like it's kind of like wait what I'm, yo pull pull over oh. i'm out of here i'm about to go get back another in this yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, it's kind of like the standards and, and and i hate to i hate to say like okay it's a, a unity thing but if if there were more i guess standards and more like then guys would have to switch up just like niggas growing beards that shit is a trend uh-huh. because females is throwing it out there i'm not saying it's not it's not old but it's like you got dudes that who are 360 wave <laughs> clean face would never think about growing a beard and now they full-fledged beard why uh-huh. because it's in that's style what, yeah, so that's what the woman wants. if women can capitalize on those type of moves and realize you'd have men just you have men doing the Harlem Shake and then all of a sudden like doing a, a, a Jewish dance, whatever it uh-huh. may be, because that's what's in style. But uh-huh. the value has gone down. So the commitment is like, why? What am I get, What am I going to go through all the argument, all of that, if I could smash and she's gone and I could go back to just being and chilling? I don't have to have all the extra cuddle time. I don't have to have any of this. You know I don't what I'm saying? Have to argue. Let her cut me I don't off. Have to, Let her that's why side niggas A was talking about. He's like, uh-huh. no, I'm side niggas A. I don't got to deal with that shit. I'm yeah. just a side. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So he's uh-huh. like, look, I don't mind. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's, I think that's where the commitment comes from is that people aren't being committed. Like, we are naturally followers. Everybody has Instagram because fucking Instagram's popping. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not because, you know what I'm saying? Like, to not follow the trend is not an easy thing to do. Most people are not being committed. And therefore, there's a lot of, outside intimacy or you know adult stuff whatever mm-hmm. going on which which tells the person to be like what what's the purpose mm-hmm. like, or, like and what's the point what's so, the point mm-hmm. so what i think the answer to the question is why people aren't why um people aren't as committed as they should be or why people are afraid of commitment is because of um just the level of uh attention that they might need to -hmm. make themselves whole so um and also just to go a little bit of what was ty was saying was like the culture is not to be committed Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. more people follow than lead and it takes it takes a lot to to it takes a lot and it takes years to create a to create a different culture you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it didn't take us 10 years to get to where we're at so it's not going to take us 10 years 
to to get to to get to the right place. Get back to the uh-huh. yeah. Like taking care, like taking care of your kids. Um, that's something that should be cool, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not. It's it's more. It's it's more acceptable to not to be on child yeah. support and not yeah. Like see, oh, uh-huh. my kid, I give my kid three hundred dollars every two weeks. They good. Or uh-huh. I don't want to deal with the mother. So you know, fuck them. I, basically. Yeah, basically, I give this little bit of bread, but that's it. Uh-huh. Um, it's 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 very hard to to uh it's difficult to deal with a person not to not be with them deal deal with them um as much as you can for the sake of the kids even even if you're upset with them that takes more than just be like well fuck this person take this three hundred dollars and i see my kids when i feel like seeing them i mm-hmm. want to see them every two days you better give me my kid um two days out the month you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. Or is is diff is 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 easier to do that than to say I'm not in this relationship, but my children still need a father, uh-huh. and I need to give them um, as much time with me as I possibly can, regardless of how much I like or dislike their parent, the uh, their other parent. You know, mm-hmm. some people like well fuck her and fuck them too, mm-hmm. or fuck him and fuck them too. You know, mm-hmm. whatever the situation is. So I think to answer the question, just like the commitment is based off of attention and how people are mm-hmm. and what they need. And also what Ty was saying about what the culture is. Mm-hmm. The culture is the culture is we need as many women in our life as possible. We need mm-hmm. to have sex with as many women as we can. That when we get to heaven, God's going to give us a goal based off how many women we have. Yes. <laughs> and plus, it wasn't as accessible as it was yeah. like it wasn't as easy uh-huh. to be like that so you got to remember like you said it, the culture we it did take time to get here yeah there is more technology so mm-hmm. i feel like we're just in a phase yeah. that you know hopefully we'll see the unbalancedness that it brings that uh-huh. will learn eventually learn to be more uh-huh. in in committed situations because i feel like we're just in a place where it's just it's sporadic like like you don't even have to have like that even that connection anymore. You just swipe left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Double right. tap. That's it. Right. And shit. And like, then, yeah. and like the bigger question and the scarier question, especially for people that are in committed relationships and marriages, like, do we really need to be commit in committed relationships? That's like I was listening to uh Frank Ocean and he had a song and he was saying, um, he feels like he was thinking um, should a should a person be owned by another person? That's how he put it. And I was like, well, damn, I, I get what he's trying to say. Like, do we really need to be in committed relationships with people? So that's like, uh, uh, that is a question for another episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think no. owned yeah. is the hold wrong on, word. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Ty, like, hold on, Ty. We need to answer this shit. Right the fuck on now. Why? It's not about what we think. I mean, oh, it is our podcast. Yes, so it is our podcast. Technically. So I want to know what do you think? I think I think that you should be. I think that it's better to be committed to a person. Because because why and why does it have that, to be owned? I, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like why I don't like is it the word owned? Yeah, but I that's his perception. But that's his perception of it and that's right. fine because he could feel like that because because it could be a point where a person feels like, you know, I, well, I don't like you doing that, so you shouldn't do that. And to some people, well, you don't own me. You know, you hear like women, you know, used to say that you don't own me. You can't tell me I can't do this and I can't do that. So I could understand the perception. But 
I disagree with that. I have always been a committed type of person. I've always, like, I've never been the girl to just want to go sleep around, you know, with, like, a bunch of people. Now, don't get me wrong. I've, you know, gone through phases where I didn't, after I got out of a relationship, that I didn't want to be in a relationship. And if I wanted to have sex or, you know, whatever the case may be, then then so be it. But I was never a girl, like, I was never, like, a serial dater. Like, oh, I just want to date, and I just want to go on dates, and I just want to, you know, be out here, you know, going through like a whole phase basically that was I was kind of never that girl I felt more comfortable in a relationship I uh even if I was dating somebody I kind of handled it like a relationship just knew that it wasn't one because I just that's just not who I am um so I Yes, I 100% do think that when you found that person, especially if we start getting and talking about soulmates and things of that nature, I definitely Mm -hmm. am a person that thinks that you should be committed and you should be okay with being being with one person and you should have enough self-control and self-restraint to not cheat and, you know, things along those lines. Yeah, um, but, you know, we did. I think we spoke about this on another podcast where we said, like, soulmates aren't necessarily exclusive to one person. Uh-huh. Like, you and Sharice are soulmates. Uh-huh. You know? So it's not like Sharice is your only friend. Sharice is not your only friend. You got millions of friends. So are you cheating on your soulmate when you have enough friend? No. You know what I'm saying? No. no. So I think, so soulmate, maybe, I don't know. But I think, you know, being committed, I think it's fun. Really, in my opinion, it's like kind of fun to do things with one person and, and, um, and go through a journey with one person. One person. Uh-huh. But you gotta, I think the problem is, and I'm not trying to extend this too long. Um, yeah. I think the problem is, is with that, I agree with you, like doing things together and going mm-hmm. together. People latch on to each other for the wrong reasons. Yeah, uh-huh. true, they true. latch on for more lusting sexual purposes and uh-huh. they don't have anything else. Uh-huh. So once. It's like once that that like okay once all the like the guy comes over he's being whatever trying to be nice and then once the intimacy happens he's like all right I need to go in the back of his mind or or she's the same way okay I need you know I need uh-huh. to get out of here or you know what I mean like or they're just on you know it's not like they don't have other things that they could do they don't have shows that they can enjoy they don't have uh-huh. not even just shows because shows everybody has shows that they can kind of enjoy somebody's you know or but outside activities like. Go on a they don't hike. have many things in go, common. Go, uh-huh. yeah, Travel, you know, go uh-huh. do something like you know. So go try something different. You got some people who, um, they might be like lusting for one another. He might be gorgeous. She might be hot or whatever, handsome. However, you know what I mean. Um, but like she, he's like, oh, I don't, I don't like to do this, or she's like, I don't like to do that, and they don't really have things that they can go do uh-huh. without being intimate. And uh-huh. that's that. That's where I think the line gets messed up. Like you gotta, like intimacy is like I guess you definitely need, to, definitely can have that. But I feel like having the other stuff, having communication, uh-huh. having all the other stuff makes it, um, you know, it makes it that much, that much better. I think. But on the guy, guy side of it is that if he bags something that he's never had before something that just has this particular look he's sticking in it because of that look he's dealing with all the other things that he dislikes so the relationship becomes like misconstrued because she may really like him and he's like yo she's bad but she's just annoying or she sounds like this or she you know she might be like like just kind of like a bird brain she just like just looks good but just didn't have or it could be the other way around he could be 
looking good, but he just has nothing going on, no oh, ambition, so. uh-huh. but she just, she's digmatized, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And like, so it's like, you can't, you got to get past that point, and I think that's self-control, like, you know, the sex part, you, you know you're going to get to, everybody's uh-huh. going to get there, you're going to get there. That's uh-huh. It's finding the other shit that makes it solid. Uh-huh. Sidebar, that is today's word of the day that is this episode's word of the day so uh text us dm dm us um that word if you would like tickets to our uh oh are we gonna jump start it our now? black tie ball um march 3rd um for harlem haberdash harlem haberdasheries uh what's this the sixth fifth the fifth annual uh, masquerade masquerade benefit. ball uh-huh. um text us dm us the word dickmatized <laughs> <laughs> you guys do not have our number so it's not text us but it's dm us and we're giving uh, away yeah, or email. or email us. Mm-hmm. Um, five. We have five sets of tickets, so this is the first one. We'll spread them out between now and closer um, to the time. But that okay. is the word um, come of this out. episode. We got those for y'all. <laughs> um, that was just a sidebar. Thank that you. That is Ty. hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, but I think this was a really good episode. Um, thank I, you. Word. And I was oh. about to get deep into it too. Oh, I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, that was it. I'm sorry. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, Ty. Oh, please, with the fucking thumbs up. <laughs> no, over that here. was good. That was no. I'm t- uh, that's all that, that that y'all was. This is going back to the beginning. He yeah. made, he he said I called it out. I I realized. I'm sorry. Continue. And that's I was thumbs up in that. Like yeah. I was. Well, I just need you at home when I do that too. So I could be like Ty gave me four thumbs up and you didn't even recognize it. <laughs> um. But yeah. So thank you, um, Ty, for uh, being our. I guess mediator and Dr. Phil uh, yeah being our Dr. Ty for this episode again we need those every now and again every chapter Um, uh, this was episode two of Happily Ever Muhammad the podcast thank you guys so much for listening Moose do you have anything else you want to say as you can see the honeymoon is over yeah the honeymoon is over guys oh Ty can we play um, can we play a little bit of the uh, that verse um, from Frank Ocean on the bike in remix with a we do not own any copyright, so I have to say that, or are they gonna shut us down? <laughs> I think we get away with it I play uh, a little bit. Yeah, just that, just the um, the biking, the uh, the biking. Oh, which is our outro song anyway, so it goes perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Biking, I'm biking, I'm right. biking, slow move. Maybe the four will excite in a smoke. I'm cold when the temperatures dip below seventy. How can I be bird around LA coast? The diamonds is plural to Tiffany brooch. On my lapel at the table, I'm giving a toast The first wedding that I've been in my 20s Thinking maybe someone is not something to own Maybe the government got nothing to do Thinking maybe the feeling just comes and it goes Think I want me a little one What's up, loved ones? We thank y'all for tuning in every week. If y'all love us like y'all say y'all do, subscribe, rate us, and if you're feeling extra dope, leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us on the podcast by searching Happily Ever Muhammad. Muhammad spelled M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. Again, that's Happily Ever Muhammad. Also, please remember to follow the Instagram page, Happily Ever Muhammad. You can follow my wife, Ashley, at Iconic Ash, E-Y-E-C-O-N-I-C-A-S-H, and you can Follow me at Vietnam Khan. V I E T N A M K H A N. Everything helps. And thank y'all for the love. One.